You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com or any other major book retailer. If you guys haven't read my book, I really strongly suggest it. I think it'll give you a uh, much different perspective on the show, my politics, and my overall philosophies about life. If you love the show, you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month at subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Shout out to everybody who recently signed up on Subscribestar. We had like four or five people sign up in the last couple of days. I just want to tell all of you, thank you so much. God bless you, and I appreciate it. And if you love the show but you want to download the show, you can now do so via podcast at bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. It's a little bit shorter, a little bit tighter, uh, and, and doesn't have a lot of the, the, the riffing and the raffing, but it's great for a podcast format. And uh, if you're listening on the way home, it's perfect for that, for that situation right there. Shout out to Magical Trevor for helping me with that. He is the mastermind behind the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Happy, uh, what is it, Tuesday, the 23rd? My God, 2023? Yeah, how you guys doing? Yeah, you guys, dude, I think I did get sun. <gasps> You're right. Me and Randy walked uh, five fucking miles yesterday, and um, I don't know how much of it was directly into the sun, but you're absolutely right. I got a little bit of, yeah, look at me, I got a little sun. <laughs> oh, that's excellent, cool. You're right, I got a little bit of sun. Well, the hat's making me look more red than I actually am. Look, see, you take the hat off. And like the red lightens up, but you put the hat back on, and then it's gonna get darker. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. I don't care. I got some sun. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I can't believe it's only Tuesday. Uh, at the same time, I also can't believe it's already the 23rd of May. Where does the time go? I don't know. I don't know, but it goes fast. And we got a lot going on today. Um, I got headlines and shit that we're gonna talk about. I got some funny stuff we're gonna discuss. Um, it is a very interesting time. It's the days leading up to Team Meatball's rollout of one of the gayest campaigns in the history of American politics, and that includes Pete Buttplug's campaign for president. Uh, this is going to be hilariously, hilariously bad. And uh, we're going to talk about it today because one of the Nostradillies that I made back in January has come to pass, and Team Meatball is stepping on the biggest fucking landmine known to mankind which is revisionist COVID history. It's the, it's the idea that they can change the minds of MAGA by slandering Trump's handling of the COVID response while totally ignoring Rob DeSantis' total and complete authoritarian blundering for two-plus years of COVID. He did not get it right until almost the middle of 2022. Prior to that, he was a total and complete fail and they did exactly what I thought they would do. Uh, and I didn't think they'd be this fucking stupid. But I really underestimated the idiots around him. He has got one of the most impressive collections of retards ever assembled on policy, branding, campaigning, social media. It is a variable who's who of fucking idiots. And you can tell because they don't see obvious errors in what they're doing. And fortunately for us, we do. So we're going to highlight it just exactly the same way Team Trump highlighted it. 
and we're going to have a ton of fun doing it as well today. Also, uh, before I even get rolling, I got to say thank you. Uh, I got my first birthday card of the year um, from Concetta. We love you. You made a huge mess on my desk with the uh, glitter bomb that you sent. I'm just kidding. It wasn't terrible. But thank you so much for the card and the birthday present, the goodies. I appreciate you. And my birthday is next week, and I always get a kick out of, like, the cards you guys sent me. Her card is hilarious. Look, guys. It's this little kid. It's a little kid, but he's, like, flipping them off, right? And then it says, it says, um, if anyone asks, tell them you're this many fingers old. See? I'm this many fingers old because that's what I do. So I thought that was really fun, and I really appreciate that uh, sweet card you got me. And I got another gift um, that I have to open up from somebody. I just got here yesterday. I haven't even got a chance to look at the label, but I got another one. So anyway, I just want to say thank you to you guys, and thank you to Concetta specifically for always being down, dude. She's the best. She's an amazing lady. So, yeah, so we're going to have a big show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We've got some dank memes. Uh, we opened with a killer meme from Magical Trevor, a feel-good summertime meme, which I think is absolutely perfect given – Given the fact that we're almost to June, and I don't even know how to reconcile that in my own mind, I also have an incredible collection of Dilly in the Wild today that I think you guys are going to really warm your cockles. You're going to get a kick out of these. There's some good ones. So, 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 here's what we're going to talk about right now, right out the gate. We're going to do Dilly in the Wild, but we're going to start Dilly in the Wild as I lead into it with the Dilly in the Wild story. And it's not even my story. It's Tiffy's story. And I want to share it with you guys because I thought it was pretty cool. So, Tiff last night had a wicked migraine, and it was bothering her because we were getting some weather here in Georgia, which we tend to do. She was getting a wicked migraine to the point that she was, like, barfing and didn't feel good. So she did what you would normally do in that situation. You're going to go down to the uh, ER, try to get some hands on some medicines, right, to make you feel better. Try to take care of you to, to stop the, uh, you know, the throwing up and the headache. Well, well, when she went down there, she was filling out her, her forms. She turned them into a gentleman who looked at her and said, wait a minute. He looked down at her paperwork and he looked back at her and said, I know you. You're Tiffany from the Dilly Show. <laughs> and, uh, and the gentleman that helped her, his name was Justin. And he was absolutely fantastic. He took care of her, got her the, uh, the medication she was trying to get a hold of and some temporary relief and also gave her some preferential treatment which she absolutely should get because she's Dilly 300. And uh, so shout out to Justin, who's probably watching the show and or will watch the replay, uh, who's here in Georgia and gave extremely, uh, you know, proper care to our TIFF. So thank you. That was really awesome. And I think it's really cool that you watch the show every day, dude. So thank you. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. And according to TIFF, thank you for reminding me, Randy. According to TIFF, he also looked like a Bernie bro. Like, dude was not like uh, what you would expect, and she was pleasantly surprised. So he was just kind of a salt-of-the-earth dude. And uh, she said he had, yeah, she said he has long, beautiful hair and a nose piercing. And that, and he's a Dilly 300 member. So there you go. You got, how is that not awesome? That's a great story. And uh, there you go. All right. Dude, the, the news today is a little bit strange. It's mostly, there's a lot of, you're going to see a lot of uh, repeats. And, uh. And there's some exciting things that are going on behind the scenes. I, I can't report on certain things yet. Not that I really do reporting. But uh, I did get a, a late night text message uh, looking <laughs> with some pretty interesting stuff. The, the Dilly Meme team 
jumping all over it, um, doing our best to help America's favorite presidential troll uh, troll even harder. So I don't know. It's still up in the air. If it's successful, you're going to laugh your asses off because I'm going to get to come back to this and tell you who's responsible uh, for you know stepping up when they needed it. But Team Trump had a, look, a few questions. Just We'll call it questions. And uh, the Dilly Meme team was able to step up in a major way. So we'll see. We'll see. But it would be a bad idea for Meatball to declare this week. We'll see if he's dumb enough to do it. I think he's probably going to because everything else he's done that's a fail, like he has the worst timing I've ever seen in politics. Literally the only thing as far as I can tell that DeSantis has actually succeeded at was getting endorsed by Trump. Outside of that, I don't see much else. I see he's, he got himself a Trump endorsement and then basically went to work pretending to be something he's not, and then it's been all fails after that, which is funny, right? Which is really fucking funny. So, all right. Let's start with some headline news, and we'll get into some other news. I know. Look at me getting – I'm getting right to the news for Hogman because I know how important that is to him. He's like, don't waste my time. I need, I need the news in an, a timely fashion. Jeff Bezos, world's third richest man engaged to mistress, queen of the Amazon. All right, a couple things I don't understand, and I just want to clarify. So let's start with this. First and foremost – if she's your, why is she called the mistress? Was he cheating on his wife with this woman? Like I thought, I thought he got divorced and I thought his wife was dating someone else. So I, I want to clarify something. I don't understand. Was he cheating on his wife with this woman? Oh, the neighbor. Thank you, California. Okay. But here's the thing I'm trying to get across here. Okay. Um, once you're engaged, like she's not the mistress now. She's your, like, fiancé, right? Like, I don't really get this. Like, once you're engaged, I'm not even a Bezos fan, okay? Just so we're clear. I'm not a Jeff Bezos fan, but what I'm, I don't understand is if he got engaged to this woman, why are they still sort of, like, shitting on her by calling her the mistress? Am I missing something? Like, it obviously wasn't a fling. You know what I mean? Like, like that, they clearly, what, I don't understand them. I don't know shit about these people, but... If he's taking the step to get engaged to her, he wants to marry her, and he seems pretty fucking obsessed with her, then, like, shouldn't you at least give her the respect of calling her the... Wouldn't she still be... Fiancé? No? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, also, it's kind of funny. Yeah, and his wife already got remarried and got divorced. Are you shitting me? No, that's funny. She is definitely not a dude, just so we're clear. Are you serious right now? Look, I'm all about a good conspiracy theory. Why in the fuck would you think that that chick right there is a dude? She doesn't exactly leave anything to the imagination. All right, I'm actually going to, I'm going to take an unpopular position with my audience. And not that I give a fuck. You guys are allowed to be wrong. That's why I'm the one hosting. Um, I'm going to speak to the women, okay? I'm going to speak to the women. Jeff Bezos, for most of his life, was a skinny, no style having fucking twink nerd. And he had an ugly wife. Now, I don't know what happened, okay? I don't know what happened. I don't, know, I don't know this whole scenario with the cheating and he was banging the wife of the neighbor. I don't know any of that shit. I don't care, all right? No, he is not. See, this, you guys really are that, like, partisan. You can't help yourselves. Someone's like, still is. No, he's not. I'm sorry, but this is not the, uh, the, the physique of a twink nerd. That's a guy that's in the gym and who's clearly on uh, 
some type of hormones. And I have nothing negative to say about it. So as you guys have your full fucking meltdown, I'm going to explain a greater point. Women, do you see what you're capable of? Do you see what you're capable of? What, whatever you think of him, you, don't, you can't consider that a glow up? Are you shitting me? He started getting good Latina pussy, and dude was like, I need muscles. Like, he's controlling what he can control. You can't control your face unless you want to look like a weirdo and cut it up. But bro's in the gym now. He's clearly getting consistent, good pussy, and it motivated him. The whole point I'm trying to make is women have the ability just through being hot and I'm guessing super sexual based on how kind of their dynamic of changing a man's entire shit. There's nothing wrong with this. This is a good thing. This, this just shows the, the absolute ability to make or break your man. This is one of the things that women most abuse is when you are reckless with your man and how you affect him you can destroy a good man and you can improve a shitty one. But women are reckless as fuck with that tool. That's the whole point I'm trying to make here. Whatever you think about Jeff Bezos, set all that shit aside. Are we going to really argue about whether or not he clearly is happier now? No. Are we going to argue about him being healthier? No. But this dude is clearly inspired by something outside of money now. And he's actually investing in it. Now, I didn't, I don't, fuck, whatever. Whatever he is and evil and fucking power hungry and shitty politics. I don't know about any of that. And I don't, I'm not, this is not a rant about that. All I'm speaking to is the power that women actually have when they get a good man. And it's like, well, what are you going to do with him? Are you going to make him or break him? You're going to project all of your bullshit insecurities and anger on him until he's nothing and he leaves you. Right. That's what a lot of, or he gains a hundred pounds and struggles and he's miserable. Or can you use your power as a woman to inspire this man to become something more. And I'm just saying that's, that's a really cool thing. I don't think men have the same effect on women. So there you go. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have any comments on him. Obviously, I don't, I'm not a fan of, of his fucking, a lot of the bullshit he has pulled at all. But I recognize a dude living his best life. Dude's living his best life. And that woman, whatever, I don't know about her. I don't know about her age or surgery she's had or any of that shit. And you can hate on her all you want. Right? Like, you can say whatever you want, but she's uh, just got engaged to the third richest man on planet Earth. So, it's pretty impressive. Like, good for them, I say. Here's the other thing I'm trying to tell you, too. Right? That dude, okay, the other thing about this dude, that woman could change a man for the better. Yeah, someone's disagreeing with me in the chat. I know. I see you down there having a dumb opinion. It's okay. You're allowed to disagree with me. It's totally fine. You're missing the point. Anyway... Always got to be one, right? Well, let me tell you why you're wrong. Okay, yeah. If we stay here long enough, you'll realize I'm fucking right, but I don't have time for it this morning. Like the story of my life, arguing with people who have only eventually realized I'm right. Oh, fuck. Never mind. Anywho. Jesus Christ. There's always got to be one smart kid in the class, right? So my whole point with, with talking about them is this. Everybody looks like most people view life on a very linear term, right? Like, all right, let me, let me give you an example, right? This is something like no one, people don't think with abstract thought. They think very like, like this. It's just straight line, like, meh. And I'm going to tell you how to like the abstract thinker, okay? Let's say, let's say that a man like a Bezos is a good example. We'll use him as an example because it already happened, right? Let's say he starts out as whatever he is, 
right? Whatever he is, he's a nerd, he is a money-hungry, whatever, oh, egomaniac, all the bad things. And maybe some of the good things, smart and whatever, okay? Here's the point I'm trying to get at. So if Bezos was trying to affect your elections, right? On one hand, you devise this whole strategy how to push back and fight the Bezos billion dollar machine, right? You gotta outthink him, you gotta try to think smarter than him. Oh, how do I get smarter than Bezos? Like, how do I, how do I change, like, how do I fucking, how do we beat him there? He's got this much money there, we're gonna put there. That's fucking a lot of work. Trying to, to outmaneuver a, the third richest man on planet Earth who, whether you like him or not, is a genius. I can't even believe people would argue me argue with me about this. If you don't think Jeff Bezos is an, is, is a, an actual genius, I really don't know how to help you. And I, I can say that completely neutral. Like, he's a fucking genius. So you're going to outmaneuver a, a genius who's evil and has a shit ton of money. And you're going to spend years fundraising against a guy like that. How do you fundraise against him? How do you outstrategize him, right? What's the easier path? There's always this, there's this other path, and I've been trying to teach this on the show, but I've also been trying to teach this behind the scenes to other people that you want to vote for. I've been trying to get this across. What happens if she's conservative? He's clearly in love. You want to know, I can tell you, I can thin slice through this hella quick. Do you want to know the dead giveaway that Jeff Bezos more than likely had been faithful to his wife? This never happened before. What I'm trying to get across is like, What's easier to change? A dug-in, rigid, mega-fucking-billionaire who can literally, like this, without noticing the money missing from his account, alter your life. This is where you don't really respect or appreciate what you're up against, but also the power you have. Bezos can alter an election by probably three to seven points, depending on how he puts his money in. You got it? If Jeff Bezos changed immigration in this country, would it affect him or you? Okay, I'm going someplace with this. You'll see. If Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, are they ever going to experience what you experience if immigration continues to run away? Fuck no. They live beyond. They never have not been in a, a safe, secure setting. That's where they live, right? So here's what I'm like, I'm trying to change, I'm trying to tell you guys, there's a direct conflict path. And running into a direct conflict with the third richest man on planet Earth is a challenge. Guys like that take opposition personally. That's why they win. Okay. What if you started maneuvering in a way that you altered how these mega rich people think? What if he didn't know there was another way of living? I'm going to tell you right now, this is where I, I can tell he's faithful. I, I started to go on to this. And I want to explain this. He was faithful to his wife up until this woman. Because had he, you're, I mean, I guarantee he's had plenty of opportunities to stray. But nobody ever got him to do it. No younger, hot woman ever got him to stray or change the way he is. And that's why he stayed the way he was. And then all of a sudden, a woman comes along who he's like, yo, like, this is something different for me. And he goes from being a guy that had never lifted a, a weight in his entire life to now being a gym rat. Jeez, you guys are, don't be thick with me or I'm gonna get frustrated. I'm not saying Jeff Bezos is becoming MAGA. I'm trying to tell you, rich nerds aren't impervious to manipulation by beautiful fucking women. I'm trying to like, 
All right. What's easier? If you let's say let me use it in a more tangible uh, respect. Let's say your brother who's a shit lib, who's dug in. What's easier? Direct conflict trying to out argue him on why he should become a Republican or sending in a plant of some kind to slowly massage out all of his issues that made him a fucking liberal while highlighting the benefits of becoming a more alpha, masculine, conservative man. I'm trying to explain to you, like, why was 2019 Donald Trump so effective? It's way easier to convince people to buy into your ideas if you can actually show them victories behind your ideas. No one ever, like, talks about this because everything is based in this, like, very, it's, it's like, Oh, it's, it's a, uh, we got to make a, 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 there's only one or two choices, right? It's a binary decision. I'm trying to tell you, like, there's another way to change people. I used to do this with people all the time. You kill them with kindness. I'm not just saying to be nice to fucking psychopaths. I'm saying some people who are dug in on a subject sometimes are that way because they haven't lived the life that they could be living. And as soon as they start to experience what that other part looks like and feels like, they change almost overnight. It feels like, I don't know if they teach this in the Bible, because as you guys know, that's not my, I don't do the religious thing, but I'm very spiritual. But I'm telling you, like, the most godly thing you can do, it's a lot easier to get people to become believers in Christ and in God when you can actually help them create miracles in their own lives. That's what I'm trying to get into is when you can show them how to become a better version of themselves that they that makes sense and that they enjoy and that feels good, you don't have to now address their politics. You don't have to show them how to address their politics now. This is why I wrote my book. Like Everybody knows the only reason I wrote my book is because they cheated Ron Paul out of the Republican nomination. Had they not stiffed Ron Paul... And had he became the nominee in 2012, I might not have written my book. But I looked at what had happened. I watched them anoint Mitt Romney to go be the uh, fucking sacrificial lamb to Hussein. And I went, I have to change people at a much more baseline level. Up here isn't going to work. You got to change them down here. And if you start to change them down here, every other decision they make changes. Jeff Bezos is an example of a guy that at some point, someone showed him something he had never experienced. I'm guessing it was this woman. And he was so blown away by it. And he was so completely hooked by it. He wanted to follow that path wherever it took him. And my guess is it was this woman and it was probably whatever connection they share, whatever you know, physical connection they share. And he felt inspired. And because he's a multi-billionaire, he had the ability to turn on a dime. I'm getting a trainer. I'm getting a nutritionist. I'm getting a doctor. I'm going to change my shit right away. And he did it. And then he was like, I'm getting a fucking divorce. I'm out. This is all I'm trying to get across is like this type of warfare that we're in right now for this country and for the soul of the country and for the mind of the country. It can't always be won with a, a hammer and, and screwdriver. It can be changed in other means, other ways. And once you understand that, and this is something that the U.S. military even acknowledges, this this domain, as they refer to it, the cyber domain and the psychological domain is multi-layered. It's like having somebody, if, if you have somebody who's, a, who's an absolute rigid, dug-in Democrat that's borderline socialist communist, 
but the number one most inspiring in person that they, they wilt over is their college-aged daughter, then what do you think is easier to change that person's mind? Going to the dad and trying to get him to give up his politics and come and start considering other positions? Or is it easier to, to try and change the mind of the daughter and let her do all the heavy lifting? This is kind of where I was trying to go with this line of thinking. Either way, I don't know how you can't be interested. Like, what would have happened if Bill Gates fell in love, started working out, and changed his approach to humanity? Like, I don't care who you are. Don't you think Bezos spending more time doing leisurely normal behaviors is somehow probably better for everybody else he impacts? I'm not saying it's going to make dramatic changes. I'm just saying, isn't that kind of better? Isn't it better if he's not some twink fucking mastermind dork that wants to uh, play out all of his insecurities on planet Earth? Isn't it better if he resolves those issues, becomes some a man that he can respect, and all of a sudden he can relate to like, like you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think things are as simple as, oh, that guy's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Write him off. Because I don't think that's going to change shit. I don't know. Maybe it's a little too early for this kind of discussion. But I thought it was a fascinating topic. So, And as you know, I do stuff on my show that I'm interested in. All right, fine, fine. We'll get back to more traditional news for you guys that want to be super triggered. And you know I got the goods for that. Makeshift migrant camps taking over Chicago. Police precinct. Uh-oh. This is going to go well. So what happens when all of the... Uh, migrants are forced out of uh, these Chicago police departments and the people in Southside Chicago start getting mad. This should go well. Actually, this is something I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about. You guys know who's been giving the guns to the gangbangers on Southside Chicago, right? A lot of Americans, I think, are in the dark about this. Do you guys know who is running the guns to Southside Chicago? Because they're not legal. I don't know if people even know this. I heard about it a few years ago. I didn't realize that this uh, entity had made its presence so well established in not just Chicago, but also the uh, other parts of the Midwest, like Cleveland. No, 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 you guys are, no, it's actually much more obvious. Um, the guns and the drugs are coming from the cartel. Mexican cartels are, have been running drugs and guns specifically, guns specifically into Southside Chicago. It's the cartels. And the cartels also been running the drugs in there. And they've also taken over uh, parts of Cleveland. That's correct. That, some people in the chat get it. The, uh, shocking. The people on YouTube actually got it. Yes, that's correct. The cartel has been running. And uh, they're in all kinds of big cities in the Midwest now. That's where your guns and drug problem are coming from. True story. Yep. Yep, that is a problem. And uh, it actually is even worse. Check this out. Here we go. Switching cities now from Chicago to New York City. The New York City mayor states we have around 70,000 migrants in New York City and 42,000 are still in New York City's care. He also states that the city has already spent around a billion dollars on the migrant crisis and is expected to spend up to four billion more. He also states that President Biden only sent 30 million dollars in aid. Oof, that's not penciling. So Biden sends 30 million for a four, five billion dollar problem. Is that the most Biden fucking thing you've ever seen? Hey, Joe, we got a $5 billion uh, problem. He's like, hey, how about $30 million? I mean, this is the equivalent of Joe reaching into his pocket and giving you whatever he's got. Do you understand? This is like Joe reaching into his pocket and being like, here's some cash. 
and you're like, hey, I'm trying to pay for college. Can you help me out? And he's like, sure. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out $247 and goes, here you go. That's basically what Joe just did. Here you go. Enjoy your migrants. Have a good time. They just arrived this morning. Say cheese. You're going to be on TV. Looking good. Oh, look at all these orthodontists, engineers, vascular surgeons. My God. Lawyers. Huh? So much winning from these people. Look at them. Looking good. Can I actually be honest with you? The migrants who just got off the bus seem to be cleaner and more fucking modern than, than regular New York City uh, residents. I see a lot of videos of New York City residents, and I gotta be honest with you, the migrants might be an upgrade. I wish I was joking. The migrants might actually be an upgrade. You could not get a bunch of fucking New Yorkers to stand in a line all civilized like that. I'm dead ass serious. Have you seen the videos coming out of New York? It's fucking, it's like Mad Max Thunderdorm. I low-key actually think the migrants are probably more civilized than New Yorkers. Look at them, dude. Are you shitting me? If you took some of New York's fucking finest residents right now and put them in a line like that, they'd start shooting each other or shoving each other onto the subway tracks. I see the videos every fucking day. New York looks like the seventh circle of hell. The migra I might be changing my opinion on immigration for New York. Maybe they can fix New York. Maybe that's what New York needed with some fucking illegal immigrants with some, some fucking principles. Like low key, I kind of feel like they're just like, hey, uh, this is, we're gonna make your city great again. This place is a shithole. What'd you guys do to this? God damn, this is kind of impressive. I'm gonna find a video of a bunch of New Yorkers so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Hey, you wanna hear a base New Yorker though? Listen to this guy, he's smart. Sure, comment. what's your comment on this migrant crisis today? It's an abomination. These people should not be let in, it should be organized. You shouldn't have people getting ahead of the line. They're abusing the good nature of this country. Bad for people in poverty, but there's, a, there's order. You get in the back of the line and you come in. They're not political refugees. They're seeking economic relief. That's not the law. We just don't let millions of people in. We have enough Americans that are... The other down the street, I saw a man sitting there shooting up. What about helping them? Sir, have a good day. Thank you, sir. Sure. What's your comment on this migrant crisis? I love this guy. Dude, I just had an idea. I, I got to be straight up with you, Go. If I gave you the chance to import to New York City specifically. Like, what if we cut this deal with them? Here's the deal. We'll let you send 300,000 illegal immigrants. We, you just send them like you have been. But, but, we're gonna take them, but you gotta take 300,000 of the shittiest New Yorkers we got. Do you think they're doing that deal? Mexico's gonna be like, fuck you. Guatemala will be like, nah, bro. Like, you can send your 300,000 illegal immigrants, but we get to take 300,000 fucking random New Yorkers that we pick out, and we're sending them back to you. you. Do you actually think it wouldn't help New York? I'm telling you right now, all I do is look at videos of fucking New Yorkers killing each other every fucking day. Every day. It's one of the most awkward conversations we have to have. Look, America's the greatest place on planet Earth. 
but the bottom fucking 10% of this country are some of the biggest scum fucks to ever have breathed air. I think this is like what people don't realize. Like what's scarier right now? If I send you to a third world shithole to walk around or I send you to the fucking Brooklyn in the middle of the night, which one's scarier? That's what I'm trying to tell you guys is like we have some of the worst fucking criminals in planet Earth residing in this country and they walk around robbing, raping, shooting every fucking day. You wouldn't trade them out for some low educated migrants who are actually fucking polite. I'm just saying, I don't even think this is a, for me, this isn't even an immigration issue. It's like, what's a one-to-one trade? Everybody, everybody who's in New York knows what I'm talking about too. If you go to New York, you know what I'm talking about. I've, dude, all right. I'm really gonna have to fucking go there. I used to have to shop at the fucking Home Depot with 35 illegal immigrants standing out front trying to get a job. Take the same fucking illegals and replace them with some of New York City's most fucking dangerous idiots. And the same 35, um, same number of people standing the same. Let me tell you what'll happen. The migrants, I've never had a migrant ask me for money or try to carjack me walking into a store. Now think of the last time you saw 35 fucking thug-ass pieces of shit out in front of a New York City store. What, what are you thinking? You got thugs, criminals all over this country. I'm dead ass. I grew up in a border state. I'm telling you, I, I lived in a border state. I'm not, obviously I'm anti-illegal immigration, but dude, people aren't even thinking about this in the right way. I feel, listen, let me put it this way. I feel more unsafe walking through the Atlanta fucking airport than I do walking into a Home Depot in downtown Phoenix. I can walk into a Home Depot in downtown Phoenix with 50 illegal immigrants and never even bat a fucking eye. You can't walk through Atlanta airport without being like, dude, some shit is about to pop off in this joint. And based on the level of law enforcement, they know it too. It's fucking crazy, man. I don't know, dude. You got to view this world in a totally different way. You got a problem and it's a lot bigger than just illegal immigration. That's all I'm saying. Like, I feel like the only people who actually appreciate what I'm trying to say are people in major metros that are living in those shitholes and, and understand where I'm coming from. Like one person was like on Rumble goes, oh, are you suggesting that illegals don't commit crimes? And that's obviously not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is, The disproportionate number of crimes is being committed in major American cities by American citizens. That's the truth. Doesn't mean that you don't have illegal immigrants causing problems. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, as a culture and as a country, we're not really actually dealing with the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like all things being equal, there are people from, uh, I don't know, I'm all about quality, like good people. That's my concern is good people. I, I feel like you could probably influence some of these illegal immigrants because they're here. You're stuck with them. Just so we're clear, you're fucking stuck with them. They, they, whatever your dream is of getting rid of like illegal immigrant, immigrants in this country, you're stuck with millions. So you might as well sift through that, get rid of all the criminals and, and then deal with the best of them. I think that's one thing that MAGA is a little deluded about, and I think Republicans are deluded about it. I think they talk about it like it's actually a, a realistic um, goal, and it's totally not. Like, it's, you're not going to be able to deport 25 million people. Like, that's what I'm trying to get across. Like, we have to deal with actual 
practical. Because what they're going to do is gaslight you and tell you, we need to get all these illegal immigrants the fuck out of here. And it's, it's actually a shitty losing argument. It's a stupid, shitty losing argument. The best thing you could do is immediately deport any of them. Like, you should have a zero tolerance for any illegal immigrants when it comes to crime. Done. Okay? Right out the gate. Yep. Bye. But I'm telling you right now, like, you're being, you're being either, you're either inexperienced or intellectually dishonest if you don't realize that there are areas of this country that are full of nothing but Americans that are way more fucking dangerous than some of the most illegal immigrant uh, dense areas of, um, of these major you know, metropolitan cities. Like I used to work in shithole apartments. Do you wanna hear a really crazy thing? Fuck, I'm about to tell you a crazy ass thing. I worked in C-class buildings in Phoenix, Arizona. And this is just facts. This is gonna blow your fucking mind. I worked in C-class buildings. I managed a bunch of them. Do you know who I never, ever, ever evicted? This is a fucking good story time. I can't, where's my wife? Someone get Randy in here. This is a true story. Anybody who's honest and has worked in these types of buildings will tell you exactly what I'm about to tell you. In the, fuck, I don't know how many years I worked total in that industry. Three, four, four years. I have never evicted an illegal immigrant. I'm talking low-end C-class buildings. I have never evicted an illegal immigrant. That's 100% the truth. I've never evicted them. The most dangerous degenerates are far and away poor white people and poor black people. C-class is like shitty apartments, the ghetto. I'm not joking. This is not, obviously, what the fuck do I have to gain by telling you this shit other than just telling you because it's the truth. I've never evicted an illegal immigrant. I've never even had to. C-class apartments are ghetto. I used to manage a collection of slum apartments because what we would do is we'd convert them. So we would take them low income from C up to like a B minus, and then we would sell them. That's how we made money, okay? This is, I used to manage a portfolio with like 1,000 units. And we had a bunch of C-class. And I'm telling you right now, I have never evicted a illegal immigrant Hispanic family. Ever. Never. I'm going to tell you something else that's going to blow your fucking mind. Do you know what the difference is between poor white people, poor black people, and poor Hispanic? And I'm not talking about like, oh, we're struggling to get by. I'm talking... Real, living in the ghetto, completely like this is a fucking dangerous, shitty place to live. Do you know the difference between those three groups? I'll save you the, the agony. Poor white people and poor black people abandon their foundational uh, like character and faith right out the way. I don't know how to even say it any other way. Poor, really, really, really impoverished white people and black people completely throw out faith and anything involving basic fucking humanity. They throw it the fuck out. Poor Hispanic families lean 
almost entirely on faith and family and hard work. I don't know how anybody doesn't know this if you haven't been there. There's no morality among poor black people and poor white people in these areas, but the Hispanics literally lean. That's why if you go in a 600 square foot low rent apartment with any of the little illegal immigrant Hispanic people, you can't walk through a room in that house without seeing a cross on the wall everywhere and at least one photo of Jesus. My whole point is, yes, you're gonna have gangbangers and cartel members and all these scary motherfuckers that come up and do this shit. And yes, no one's disputing any of that, okay? No one's disputing any of that. But you're gonna keep getting gaslit by both sides of the aisle away from real solutions. They're gonna gaslight you away from real solutions. What they want you to do, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to lump illegal immigrants who are like painters and cleaning ladies and all this, they want you to lump these, um, these people in with cartel people. And they want you to pretend that they're the same. And if you can't realize, like if you're not intellectually honest enough to recognize these are not the same, I can't help you. I've lived too much. I've been to too many cities. I've been all over this fucking country, okay? I've seen too much. I've been in too many industries. And I, I am not somebody who has a partisan bone in his body. I don't give a fuck. I just say it the way I see it. And I'm telling you, if you've lived through these places, I'm not saying you should, I'm just saying you're gonna have to deal with this because you're gonna have, here's what's gonna happen. President Trump's gonna come back and he's gonna deport all of the uh, criminal illegal aliens. And he should. He absolutely should deport all of the illegal aliens that are criminals right away. Because that's priority number one. You don't want dangerous people in your country. But don't be shocked at all when there is eventually a negotiation where people will have to go through processes to either earn some type of citizenship or some type of like work visa situation. But again, they'll take what I'm saying here and they'll say, Dilly's pro-immigrant, illegal immigration, which is completely stupid. That's, I'm talking about dealing with a problem that's already happened, not what, to prevent it. I agree we need to stop the flow of illegal immigration completely. Too many fucking people. Shut the border down. Build the wall 10 feet taller. I'm down for that. But you got to deal with what's here. And what's here are a bunch of motherfuckers that were coming back and forth for 25 years that are being lumped in with gangbangers that got released out of Honduras. And it ain't the same. I just think some people are delusional about it. And they'll use it as a weapon to argue. And honestly, it's stupid. It's stupid. Like you're going to have to deal with the fact that there are millions of these people that are going to be here. It's kind of like going back to what I was just talking about, Jeff Bezos. You're not going to be able to debate, to, to, like, let's deal with some facts right now. Fact number one, there are 22 to 25 million illegal immigrants living in America. Fact number two, none of them are going to get fucking deported before the 2024 election. Fact number three, Democrats are going to try and get those people to vote in the 2024 election. They're going to try to make it to where they can vote legally. Now, keep crying about it. Oh, it's not right. It's fucking wrong. We all agree. But these are the facts. They're not getting deported. They're already fucking here. And the Democrats are probably going to give them, they're probably going to give them voting rights before the general election. So if we set your little fucking Republican feelings aside for a second, what do you have to do to win? What do you have to do to win? 
you better fucking start dealing with the fact that these people might end up with voting rights, which means they have the same amount of votes as you, which means you better fucking win them over as Trump supporters. You better start framing the messaging as MAGA doesn't believe in just throwing out families. MAGA is trying to get rid of criminals. You can, don't shoot the messenger. It's what's going to happen. There's 25 million of them already fucking here. And if you don't try to get their vote in 2024, the fucking Democrats will. Just so we're super clear, the Democrat party is going to go out and recruit those 25 million illegal immigrants to vote in the 2024 election. So you can either fight fire with fire and try and take advantage of the fact that by nature, Hispanics are Catholic and totally family oriented and hardworking and you can try and appeal. They're also extremely entrepreneurial minded. So you better let go of the gaslighting bullshit and start thinking about things strategically. Strategically speaking, it is not up for debate that the Democrats are not going to deport them. Do you think illegal immigrants, you think the women in, in, who are holding little kids' hands, you think the women holding the little kids' hands who just got over the border, I'm just so happy to be here. You think that woman from fucking Mexico who just got out of that war zone with her two little babies, you think that she got here hoping to send her kids to a school with gender-affirming fucking uh, teaching and education? You think the little heavy-set Hispanic woman with the two babies brought her kids here so they could learn about how to become chicks with dicks? The fuck out of here. She's a Catholic. She endured rape the entire way here to try and give her kids a better life. She was raped over and over again for thousands of fucking miles. And she showed up with her babies. She didn't show up here and try to bring them to America because she wants to make sure Democrats can turn the fucking country she just got to into the country she just left. Fuck all of these people trying to divide you down party lines because they don't want to actually deal in reality. This is fucking reality. The reality is... Many of the migrants that are showing up with kids in tow that are their kids assuming they are not coming here because Democrats gave them an Amazon gift card. They're coming here because they're trying to escape a shithole and someone lied to them and said America is better right now. It's not. You don't think that these people show up in Chicago aren't getting a dose of reality? You think they're sitting on that sidewalk like, fuck, this is great. I'm so thankful to be in America getting shot at by fucking black Americans. Yeah, this is so much better. This is definitely not scary as fuck. Give me a fucking break. They got here and they're like, the Democrats lied to us. They put us on a fucking bus. They got us over the border. They put us on another bus. And then they shipped us to the worst fucking cities in America. And now I have no food. I have no opportunities. And all of those fucking people right there want to kill me. And yes, there are some women and children. Obviously, let's not be deliberately obtuse to try and ignore my point. I'm not arguing with you that they're not importing a bunch of fucking degenerate, uh, war-aged, military-aged males. We all know that's happening. Like, we can, have, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, guys. Yes, it's true. There are a bunch of fucking military-aged men who are gangbangers showing up to kill you and your family also. Okay? Set that aside. I'm dealing only with this segment. I'm just telling you right now, you're, the biggest enemies in this country aren't coming over the border. They're already here. The most dangerous fucking people aren't crossing the border. They're already here. But no one wants to say it because they're afraid that they're going to get canceled.
I'm just I'm highlighting this because you're going to have opportunities in the next 18 months to try and educate and enlighten people who don't look like you, don't sound like you, and probably aren't even legal, but they might end up being able to vote. So you might as well fucking, you have to play chess. Stop crying that you have to play chess. There's a lot of people still hung up on the emotions of the game. They're like, I don't want to play this. I wanted to play checkers. Well, it ain't checkers. It ain't checkers, dude. It is fucking chess. And what you got right now is a showdown between good and fucking evil. And unfortunately for you, good and evil don't give a shit about what's on your passport or even if you carry one. This is a much deeper level fight that you're in. And until you realize, like, I can rebuild America. I can rebuild America with 10 million God-fearing, family-oriented, illegal Hispanics way easier than fucking 10 million godless, moralless cunts from the ghetto right now. This is what people don't want to deal with. Your country already fell. It already fucking fell. You're not in the we saved America stage. It fucking fell. You're in the, well, if it's already fallen, how do we rebuild it? Who do you want to be here? Again, give me the 10 million illegal, God-fearing, lawful fucking immigrants over the godless, immoral cunts currently residing in fucking ghettos across the country right now. This is where people like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is Brendan saying? It's good versus evil. <laughs> but Dilly, America, yeah, America, fuck yeah. Yes, I agree. But your country already fell. And you've got to deal with the bigger problem here, which is you have a cultural rot. The Hispanics will assimilate. Let me repeat. Proud Hispanic families, illegal or otherwise, who come here, who are all about God and all about family and who love to work, will assimilate. I've seen it with my own two eyes my entire adult life. I grew up in California in the fucking farming communities of Central California. I grew up with almost, it was exclusively white kids, rural white kids, and rural Hispanic kids whose parents worked for the rural white kids. I grew up there, that's my whole background. You can win with this recipe. You can't win with the immoral ghetto mentality that resides inside of most American cities. You can't win. Can't get them to work. Can't get them to buy in. Can't get them to be afraid of anything because they're not. They've already, they've already sold the soul. The soul's already gone. It's gone. They don't give a fuck. But your country has already fell flat on its ass. You're rebuilding it. And all I'm saying is 22 million illegal immigrants are here right now, today. How many will be here by the time Joe is being voted for in 2024? 25, 27 million? How many illegal immigrants can Joe let over the border between now and November of 2024? You need to be having these conversations. I'm just telling you. You're going to have to have these conversations and you're going to have to reconcile inside your own mind. There is, it ain't going to be this fucking uh, idea of like, oh, we're going to round them up with tanks and shit and it ain't gonna work that way, dude. It is not gonna work that way. The only way it works is deporting criminality, immoral behavior, gone. There you go, see somebody else who's from the same area I grew up in, thank you. Grew up in the Central Valley too. All of my Mexican friends are super conservative and love Trump, 100%. That's my experience, that's my experience. You have to change the way you think about this topic because it's gonna get dicey. 
I'll give you an example. Would you deport this fucking psychopath if you could? Pretty sure it's an American citizen. New York, once again for y'all. You're not educating shit. This is fucking propaganda. What are you gonna do, like anti-trans next? Is that what you're gonna do next? I mean, no, we're, we're talking about abortion. This is bullshit, this is violent. You're triggering my students. You're, no, you're not. Because you I'm can't sorry. even have a fucking baby. That so you don't even know what that is. is. You don't even know what this is. Get this shit the fuck out of here, bro. Fuck this shit. Uh-huh. Really? You wouldn't deport that fucking monster if you could? They're lucky I don't get to make the decisions on who stays and who goes. Pretty sure that's an American. That's a New York, prof New York University professor. NYU professor. NYU professor. I'd put that bitch on a bus tomorrow and send her to fuck back to wherever that would be. I don't even know. I don't even know where that would be. Anywhere but America. Bye. I'd trade her out. Hey, you've been traded. I'm sorry, what? You've been traded. Yes, you've been traded. <laughs> the fuck do you mean I've been traded? You've been traded. You've been traded for three law-abiding, God-fearing Hondurans. Pack your shit. You've got about three days, and then you're catching the next flight to Honduras. I don't understand. I'm an American. Well, not anymore. Now you're a Honduran. You're going to love it over there. It's just like how you operate. Bye. Bye. I do this to every fucking piece of shit white liberal too. Bye. Hey, you've been traded. What? You're going to Mexico, huh? Yeah. Well, we agreed with you. You were right. We should embrace immigrants from Mexico who are just trying to seek a better life. You're absolutely correct. I am? Yeah. But... We couldn't make it work. The numbers don't pencil if we just bring them here. So we have to get rid of people. So you're leaving. What? Yeah, you and your fucking family. Pack your shit. Get the fuck out. I'm sorry. I don't understand. You're being deported. What? How? I can't be deported. I've got money. I live in New York City. No, you don't. Now you live in Mexico City. Bye. You think because you have the American flag in front of your fucking name, because you happen to be born here and then spent your whole life trying to ruin this country, that I have some fucking allegiance to you? Eat shit, motherfucker. I don't think so. Not even a little bit. I'm not a simple fuck. There's a lot of simple fucks in media. I am not one of them. I don't owe you shit. I don't owe you shit because you have an R in front of your name, and I don't owe you shit because you happen to have gotten lucky and been born in the right country. Fuck you. You're a scumbag. Bye. You've been traded. We get to pick out the best of them, and we're sending out the fucking worst of us. That's the deal. I bet you could pay. I bet you could fucking pay Mexico to do that deal. Just so we're clear, Mexico would love that deal. They'd be like, I oh, will deal with them. We'll straighten them out real quick. You don't believe me? How long was that dude, Brittany Griner, in a fucking Russian prison? Someone tell me, how long was Brittany fucking Griner? How long was that dude in a Russian prison? Nine months? 12 months? How long was I hate America, Brittany Griner, in a fucking Russian prison? Six months? Six months. Is that what it was? Nine months? Nine months. Seems to be what I remember. Brittany fucking Grinder went into a Russian prison, anti-America, wouldn't stand for the flag, wouldn't put her its hand on its chest. Nine months. Motherfucker came out, was like, national anthem. I got to stand for this shit. Oh, it's a national anthem, everybody. Get the fuck off the bench. This is the greatest country on planet Earth, everybody. Get the fuck up. We're all standing now. You don't think we could rehab some liberals by sending them to Guatemala? Give me a fucking break. Yeah, 10 months. You have to go live in Guatemala for 10 months. Bye. Huh? You're going to go to a Russian prison. 
We'll come back in nine months. We'll see if you stand for the uh, anthem. Fucking everybody get off the bench. You have no idea what you've got. Get off the bench. Just saying, dude. Nobody wants to have these conversations. Everybody wants to just be like, we're all Americans. It's like, dude, I don't fucking relate to these degenerate, godless cunts in these major metros shoving women and shit onto the fucking rip, the tracks of the subway. The fuck? We're not, we're not the same. Yeah, you're in the same country as me, but fuck you. You're an evil villain. Like, you, there's nothing we see. I'm telling you, gotta gotta lose the linear thinking or you'll be fucked. You gotta change up your thought process, man. The shit's different. You wanna see one person going through a major, major change right now? This guy right here. This guy right here is kind of what I'm talking about. This is this is where you go, oh, self-reflection is a motherfucker. I think Leah Memes found this one. This is a solid clip. You guys wanna watch you wanna see contrition in real life? Dude just knows it. He's like, fuck. I regret having gotten the vaccine. I really regret having gotten the vaccine. I'm sure it's fine. But I just wish when the state told me to do something, I'd be the sort of person who said no. But it turns out I'm the sort of person who says fine. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. You're telling me it's important. Okay. I, and all they had to do was say, you won't be allowed to go into pubs for like a month. And I was like, put it in me. That's what I'm upset about is that I had a principle temporarily. Like, oh, wow. oh, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have stood up to the regime. I wouldn't stand up to not being able to go to a pub for a month. I would have been like, Anne Frank, she's in that attic there. I saw her. It doesn't matter what the point of principle was. The point is I would have been a chill. And that I have to live with that for the rest of my three or four more years before I have a heart attack. <laughs> Dude said I got to live with that my next three to four years before I have a heart attack. Well done. Dude, this guy is so based for this. I will never dunk on somebody who's openly about a Mia Copa, right? All about a Mia Copa. Dude, I got a retard over on YouTube. I know that's shocking because YouTube never has retards on it, but I think we might be dealing with a retard on YouTube. Do I have to ban you or can I, someone else ban you? You're a fucking retard. There you go. Let me just help you. Someone said I'm supporting a civil war. This guy, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Not you, I know YouTube's shocking. All right, this guy's fucking funny. He's coping with a terrible decision, a life-shortening decision, with hilarious comedy. Like, that's really funny. My favorite part, and I don't know if you guys heard it during the clip. My favorite part of the clip is uh, the silence. Like, there's a lot of... He's hitting so many truths right there that they're like... <laughs> like, bro... If you're a comedian, you can get the room to just go uh, like they, they you haven't lost them, but you just scared the shit out of them. Like, that's funny. Like, dude silenced the crowd for a minute in the middle. There was a uh, watch. Play, I'm going to play it one more time. This dude's funny. It's worth watching a second time. Listen to when the crowd just goes completely. I regret having gotten the vaccine. <laughs> I really regret having gotten the vaccine. I'm cheering. sure it's fine, but I just wish 
When the state told me to do something, I'd be the sort of person who said no. But it turns out I'm the sort of person who says, fine. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. You're telling me it's important. Okay. I, and all they had to do was say, you won't be allowed to go into pubs for like a month. And I was like, put it in me. That's what I'm upset about is that I had a principle temporarily. Oh, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have stood up to the regime. I wouldn't stand up to not being able to go to a pub for a month. I would have been like, Anne Frank, she's in that attic. There, I saw her. It doesn't matter what the point of principle was. The point is I would have been a chill. And that, I have to live with that for the rest of my three or four more years before I have a heart attack. Dude. I'm all about this dude. That joke is so money. That's a one minute and 15 second truth bomb right there. Dude just like made that whole room go, oh, fuck. See, it's it's not funny when we point out that they've only got three to five more years left, right? It's not because they're like, fuck you, right? But this dude, he's like, I'm, I'm on my way out. What do I got to lose? Let's talk about some shit. Anyway, I love that clip. I thought it was funny as hell. All right. Uh, let's see. We're going to knock out some new stuff here. This is fun. Uh, from uh, Raheem Kassam, who you guys need to be following on Twitter. He's got a solid account, and uh, he ho- he actually owns the website or hosts the website, National Pulse. But, uh, by the way, Ford's defense of their, quote, very gay Raptor ad seems to be, quote, well, it was 11 months ago. So, have things changed? Do they regret it? Are they distancing themselves from it? So far, they just keep saying, ah, yeah, that was last year. This is actually true. Uh, he's actually been posting the DMs from people who work at Ford at a corporate level that are trying to, quote, fact check him because he's highlighting Ford's gay raptor. And they're like, oh, that was that's an old ad. Raheem's like, yeah, I know. Hog, you can't be critical of Raheem. He's British, dude. If he wasn't a twat at times, he wouldn't be British. Either way, it's funny as hell. and He's not letting it go, which uh, nobody should. They should answer these questions because fuck them, right? Hey, by the way, uh, let's continue. You know, I haven't dunked on New York City enough, so let's keep going with it. Sorry, New York. This is all the headlines that you guys get is shit news. New York City ranked dead last at the worst as the worst city to start a career. Oh, no shit. No shit. It's dead last worst city to start a career. Well... Let's talk about that list. This should be fun. This will be a good list. Many of you from the East Coast will see many places you're familiar with. A few of you on the West Coast will see places you're familiar with. All of you will agree. The city ranking the lowest in quality of life where metrics spanned median annual income, average commute time, projected population growth, and single friendliness was Florida, while the highest was Tempe, Arizona. I don't know where this place in Florida is. I don't know where that is, but... Let's look at the bottom-ranked cities in all of America for the shittiest to start a career. And they're right here. 173 is Yonkers. 174, Oxnard, California. 175, Moreno Valley, California. 176, Shreveport, Louisiana. 177, North Las Vegas. 178, Santa Clarita, California. 179, Detroit, Michigan. 180, Newark, New Jersey. 181, Gulfport, Mississippi. 
and the worst fucking place in America to start your career, New York, New York. There you go. So if you're trying to start your life, you're trying to start, you want to have a career, you want to have success, don't do it in these cities. If you're starting your career, don't start it in any of these cities. Or you're going to get buried. Halea is northwest Miami. Okay, I don't know where that's at. But apparently it's a terrible place to start your career. Yep. Let's get some more uh, news going on in here. This is fun. Let's see what else do I got here. Oh, did you guys see this white supremacist? That uh, he fucking drove a U-Haul truck into a barricade at the White House. And then uh, ha- he, he eloquently uh, and carefully laid out a, a swastika. This is a very stunning and scary story about white supremacy in America, I think. I have a very reliable tip that the driver of the U-Haul that crashed into the Lafayette Square near White House Gate is Sai Varshith Kandula. These fucking crackers and their, their white names. God, if, is there a more European fucking Anglo-Saxon name than Sai Varshith Kandula? I know that this, I, I think this was the guy who was, uh, he's supposed to be a clan member per, potentially. Uh, yeah, the, the Varshith Kandula family has been a part of the white supremacy movement for decades. I mean, these, these people are legends in the white supremacy uh, fucking movement in America. Vi fucking Varshith Kandula. Wait a minute. What the fuck, dude? I got news for you. Uh, maybe not a white supremacist? I don't know, you guys. This whole white supremacy thing's got me thrown off. Maybe we should just drop the word white. Maybe we just call it supremacy. White is really confusing people. Yeah, this is Grand Wizard Kandula. That's correct. Yes, you guys, this is... This is your uh, fucking... White supremacist that they're trying to... Yes, he looks exactly how Hitler imagined a hundred years ago. That the white supremacy movement... The Aryan movement, when Hitler sat down to pencil Mein Kampf, he thought to himself, I need somebody. I need to envision what my ideal Aryan brother looks like. And what he wrote in that Mein Kampf book, So I've Heard was Sai Varshith Kandula was what he wrote down, I heard. Because he did, he, remember, he had a Nazi flag that he put out there and everything, you guys. This is, yeah, you guys know, this is definitely not horse shit. And you should totally be scared about the white supremacist from Pakistan that just tried to take out the White House. Dude, are the feds even trying anymore? I feel like fed bros have just given up on all false pretense. How did this go out? Like, I need to know what the APB sounded like. They're like, we're on the, please be on the lookout for Sai Varshith Kandula, a white male of Aryan descent, possibly blue eyes, blonde hair, about six feet two. Or did you maybe have a different description? Hello, Akbar. Yeah. Are you, are you sure, dude? I'm not, I'm not a thousand percent certain. But I feel like we might be maybe misplacing the blame for this crime. 
Perhaps we've got this one a little bit wrong. I don't know. Damn clan members. Even trying they're not they're not even trying i i don't even know what the fuck they're do. they don't care all they're gonna do is put the article in a newspaper and leave out his picture that's all they're gonna do it's all they're gonna do it's what they've been doing absurd all right uh before i give you an update to this one thing i don't i don't want to give you this update but i feel like i have to so we'll make it quick and I'll introduce the clip with uh, this. Everything is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. Everything is racist. Everything is racist. Always time. Everything is bullshit. Judge Thompson rejects Carrie Lake's claim that Maricopa County didn't properly conduct signature verification of ballot affidavit signatures as required by law and affirms Katie Hobbs' election as governor. It would probably be in poor taste for me to say I told you so, but I mean, I don't even know if anybody's going to be upset about this. If you thought this was going to go any other way than how it just went, you're not paying attention. I didn't even get upset about this. I just shrugged. I was like, well, yeah. You're saying that judges in Arizona who have their entire families threatened by the cartel and who also are greased by that same cartel aren't ruling America first? What? What? You guys are... What? What? You guys... You were... Don't worry, I told you first. I told you this years ago. I'm like, you can't... The only one who actually is serious about dealing with the problem in Arizona and some of these other places is Donald Trump because he's willing to use the U.S. military to fix it. There's only one way to fix this problem, and it ain't involving negotiating and shaking hands. Yeah, so what they verified almost 300,000 votes, uh, signatures in a matter of seconds. Every, speed readers, everybody. Speed reading. Come on, nothing to see here. Nothing to talk about. I don't know. I had to touch on that story. I was where I was like, where do I stick this story so that the audience doesn't cry? Because I know everybody gets mad at me. They're like, dude, being super negative. All right. Since we're in the everything is bullshit, uh, <clears throat> everything is bullshit section of the show today, let's also deal with this. Pentagon can't account for thousands of F-35 parts, Gao says. So if you keep me track, uh, we discovered that they lost 60,000 uh was it tons or pounds? No, tons, I think, of ammonium nitrate on a train from uh, fucking the rural middle of nowhere, like Idaho to California. So we're missing 60,000 tons of ammonium nitrate, which is a uh, explosive that was used in the Oklahoma City bombings. And also, we can't account for thousands of F-35 parts that cost a gazillion dollars. Don't worry, we're just losing shit all over the place. It's fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, absolutely no reason to talk about it. <laughs> ah, itu, itu, 
Sorry. It's one of my favorite memes. Um, let's see here. I like when President Trump just spits straight facts and gives zero fucks. And he's doing that over on True Social. We're going to get into our Trump news because we got to talk about meatball too. I don't know E. Jean Carroll. Never met her or touched her, except on a celebrity line with her African-American husband, who she distinct, uh, disgustingly called the ape. I wouldn't want to know or touch her. I never abused her or raped her or took her to a dressing room. 25 years ago in a crowded department store where the doors are locked. She has no idea when or did anything else to her, except deny her fake made-up story that she wrote in a book. Never happened. Is a total scam. Unfair trial. President Donnie J wasn't done. He's still very pissed off about this and with good reason. The Carroll case is part of the Democrats' playbook to tarnish my name in person. Much like the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the 51 intelligence agents, the FBI Twitter files, and so much more. It was being funded and tried by Democrat operatives, although this was denied by them. And when they got caught in the lie, the Clinton-appointed judge would not let us use it in trial. Time will prove him to be highly partisan and very unfair. Where's the dress she said she had? It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Donnie J wasn't done, though. He, uh, he was dealing with nothing but nasty people on his true social. And I appreciate that because this person has gotten a pass for way too long. Laura Ingram on Fox News just did a hit piece on me. There go her ratings. Showing some polls which indicate that Ron DeSanctimonious may do better against Biden than I would. When actually, polls show that I do much better against Biden than Rob. The poll you're looking at now, which has me doing far better against Crooked Joe was just put out by Fox. I'm sure unhappily. I'm also leading to Sanctus by over 40 points in primary voting. Watch Greg Kelly on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Now, what poll is he talking about that, that they had to unfortunately put out and deal with and talk about? Well, it's this. It was this poll right here. Rust Belt State 2024 preferences. Trump 45, Biden 38.1. Third party, 9.4, undecided, 7.5. Rust Belt State 2024 preferences. Joe Biden, 38.6. DeSantis, 35.1. Third party, 12.7. Undecided, 13.6. They are big mad about this poll. Rob DeSantis is big mad about Trump calling him Rob. And Fox is big mad about spending all this money and all this time pushing a candidate who cannot win. He cannot win. Just so we're clear, we've got more polling from Morning Consult. Trump versus Biden, dead heat, 42-42. Biden versus DeSantis, plus three. This is Trump's best showing against the incumbent president since early April. Surge in the polling is all Donnie J. All Donnie J, all the time. Now, why is that? Let's talk about why that is. Let's set aside Agenda 47. Let's set aside Make America Great Again. Let's set aside all of that for a moment. Let's just look at what Team Meatball has just done. They went after Donald Trump. They allowed Rob to do it on COVID. One of the stupidest fucking things they could have done strategically is to re-earth the COVID experience and try and get Americans 
to forget how DeSantis also handled COVID. I mentioned this in January. This was a Nostradilly that has now come to pass. No politician can avoid the, the responsibility and poor choices made during COVID. None. None of them. It's a non-starter. The left will never attack Trump on this because they did it 10 times worse. The only thing they could have done is just leave it where it was in the past. And instead, Team Meatball, who forgot the internet existed from fucking all through 2020, 2021, and 2022, tried to create a false narrative that DeSantis was a champion during COVID when in fact it was the total and complete opposite. Finding receipts on this is not even difficult to do. Look. It's a travel checkpoint unlike anything most Americans have ever seen. Backing up traffic for miles. Yesterday, we saw huge delays there. Some people waiting hours to get to that checkpoint. Kim, no state border checkpoints in Alabama, but as you can see here in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis issued an executive order. I am recommending to the Board of Governors who are going to talk to the university presidents um, about going to remote learning for the rest of the spring semester at all Florida universities. Restaurants, uh, we're going to do similar to what California did. Bars and nightclubs, uh, effective 5 p.m. today, um, you know, they're going to be suspended for 30 days. I worked with um, Miami Beach Mayor in Fort Lauderdale, supported their closures of some of their beaches. More restrictions put in place tonight in Miami Beach. The entertainment district between 5th and 15th streets is getting an 8 p.m. curfew. We're going to suspend for two weeks any vacation, new vacation rentals in the state of Florida. The governor issuing executive order 2087, ordering vacation rental properties to suspend operations. I talked with one business owner that said he's tired of hearing about closures. He wants some good news. Daytona Beach Shores police say last night their officers went around to all restaurants and bars, handing them a copy of the governor's executive order. They say they're out tonight patrolling to make sure everyone's in compliance. Theme parks, restaurants, retail stores, and other businesses are still closed. For those of you who aren't from Florida, welcome to our oasis of freedom. I got news for you. Nobody should be campaigning on COVID. Nobody. Nobody should be campaigning on how they handled COVID, and nobody should be campaigning against other opponents on, a, on COVID. Nobody. It is a losing non-starter. Ain't nobody that gets to walk around being like, I handled it perfect. Everybody, and this is, this is about the best peace offering I'll give you. Most of these people did what everyone else was doing. The end. DeSantis is full of shit, and he stepped in it. You could have been campaigning on a forward uh, visionary uh, uh, platform for America, and instead of rolling out a vision for the future of America, you rolled out a fucking fraudulent revisionist history of COVID as your leading platform argument. One of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen a politician do. This goes down in political history as one of the clunkiest, most retarded, poorly thought out campaigns ever assembled. All of the people associated with this are absolute buffoons. And I told you in January, anybody that tried this 
would end up being completely destroyed by it and the memes have already begun. In college, a survey released just a few minutes ago shows Donald Trump with a growing and commanding lead over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you this important public service announcement. So my view is, is you know, if, you, if you get a vaccine, if the vaccines are effective, you're immune. If you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. The vaccines protect you, get vaccinated. We are number one in the country for doses per capita. We're gonna give them more because we want, to, we want the shots to go in the arms. Please stand by. I repeat, please stand by. Governor Ron DeSantis reversed course on Wednesday, announcing a statewide order to stay at home. Governor's office says anyone caught violating this order could face a second degree misdemeanor, which could include jail. I'm going to be doing an executive order today uh, directing all Floridians to limit movements and personal interactions outside the home. The message, I think, for spring breakers is that the party's over in Florida. Um, we're, you're not going to be able to congregate on any beach in the state. Bars are closed, so you're not going to have a place to congregate there. I repeat, please stand by. And Governor Ron DeSantis is suggesting that Florida residents start wearing face masks. Avoid crowds, avoid close contact. You should assume that anyone you may come in contact with could be infected. Obviously, the easiest way to do that um, is to just simply stay at home as much as possible. Uh, Every single beach uh, will have to abide by the CDC guidelines. No more than 10 people. You have to be socially distant. You have some people that say, oh, this, this virus has much to do about nothing. Don't even do anything. And I was never in that camp because I said back in January it was a serious public health threat. This has been a public service announcement. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Trump now leads, according to this poll anyway, 62% to 16%. Whoopsie! Told you it was, it was the... I fucking told Owen Schroyer on his broadcast that if DeSantis rolled forward with that argument as his leading, if his leading argument was COVID and COVID vaccine politics, he was going to get bludgeoned. I fucking told all of these people. The first week I was back on Twitter, I was slaying people who had previously been friends telling them, you're all fucking wrong and you're getting this completely wrong. This might be one of the biggest Nostradillis I've ever had. Because here we are six months later, and I was fucking right. I was right to the point that DeSantis is almost out of a race he hasn't even declared for yet. I've cost that cunt and the globalists, along with the meme team, we have cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. Do you know how much it fucking costs in advertising to move your, uh, your, your candidate one point? We moved that motherfucker with, obviously, President Trump leading the charge. We moved him 20 fucking points the wrong direction for free. <laughs> He's toast. He is totally screwed. Donald Trump kicked off the 2024 campaign with Agenda 47. The future of America politics, the future of America policies. DeSantis is leading it with a shitty fake campaign, a book tour, and revisionist politics regarding COVID. The biggest political suicide I have ever ever seen ever ever he fucked this thing so thoroughly it's actually impressive in those videos there's hundreds of those videos hundreds 
And it, here's the thing is Donald Trump's handling of COVID is already cooked into his numbers. This is what they don't fucking understand. I cannot believe that Dilly is the one having to fucking explain this. It's actually shocking. <sighs> who do politics for a living are this bad at it, this fucking stupid. Donald Trump has been under constant attack since 2015, eight years of nonstop bullshit attacks. Now let's fast forward and let's just deal exclusively with COVID. Donald Trump was the president of the United States when COVID started, when it was peak. All of his Polling during that time is baked in to the current polling because he was the sitting president. It's baked in on a national level. His polling at the time during COVID is among national people, which means that whatever you try to revise and revisit has already been cooked into the numbers. Rich Barris gets this. I know he does. The numbers for Trump from attacks are already baked in. I don't know how anyone, they are going to spend you guys hundreds of millions of dollars on some shit that I figured out in five fucking minutes. You can't beat Trump on a demoralization campaign. You can't. All of the negative shit is already cooked in to his 58% 60% support the Republican primary. Holy fuck. Now, dude, DeSantis, you don't have any polling during that time on a national level about his handling of COVID, which means the only thing, the only way your numbers on COVID for DeSantis can do can go is down. Do you understand? Like when I play that video for everyone who's outside of Florida and didn't see DeSantis's um, press conferences every day. You're not going to go up. You're going to look at that and go, fuck him. He's exactly like my governor. Down. Tell me the difference between DeSantis and Doug Ducey during COVID. Name one thing they did differently other than Doug Ducey actually had teeth in his permanent banning of masks in schools. Whereas DeSantis, his legislation was designed to be easily subverted. Deuces quite literally would result in a school being arrested. The teacher arrested for forcing the children to wear masks. Doug Ducey is a shitty governor and he handled COVID almost identical, if not slightly better than that schlep. They don't understand. If you talk about COVID, DeSantis's approval numbers can only go one direction. Down, down. You can only go down. <coughs> They can't go up. This is so simple. These fucking multi-million dollar organizations, poli-sci think tanks that haven't fucking figured this out, it is incredible. 
You can't win on this topic because you have enough skeletons to get buried. So if you take off, let's say you run attack ads about COVID against Trump and you bring him off by one and a half to two points. It's only going to be temporary anyway. It's only going to be temporary. So if you attack Trump on COVID, he drops one to two points. If he attacks you on COVID nationally, that number, we don't even know how bad it'll be. What happens if the fucking ad I just played on this show is played on a national television audience? What happens if Donald Trump spends $50 million on an ad campaign across all of America running that? It'll kill him. His whole campaign will drop 12 points. And now you're talking about polling in the eights and nines. You, could, you can't beat Trump on this issue. You should have never even brought it up. I don't know how anyone is this fucking stupid. It is, it's actually impressive how bad they are at this, you guys. The only way you could have beaten Trump is to out-idea Trump and, sh and then steer clear of all mud politics. It's the only way you could have beat him. The only way you could have even presented an, an argument to the public is his platform is this, my platform is that, and I'm sticking to my platform. It's the only fucking way you could have beat Donald Trump, and none of them ever figured out. The only way to beat him is a combination of better ideas and high-roading him. But dude, if he high-roads you come debate time and has better ideas, you're going you're gonna to be in the fucking nines and tens by the end of July. This is such bad political strategy. I've never actually seen something so, so embarrassing. And none of them are figuring it out. And the ones that kind of figure it out, they don't have the pedigree to actually sell the public on problem solving. Watch this. I'll show you something. Every time Joe Biden does something absolutely insanely dumb on the world stage, go look at any fucking poll right now. I, I dare you guys. I will show you. I'll teach you something right now. Go look at any fucking choice Joe Biden makes on the world stage, and we know it affects his polling numbers, but let's set that aside. Watch what happens to Trump's numbers every time Joe Biden does something dumb. Then look at DeSantis's numbers. The American public, your average normie, apolitical, I'm not interested in politics, when they see bad news in America as a response to Joe Biden, like he did it, their brain only thinks one name, Trump. Nobody sees, on, like the immediate reaction is not fucking Joe. We need DeSantis. No one's doing that. Forget all the people who study politics. Take that giant chunk of 50 million fucking voters that don't follow shit until like the final months of a campaign. When they hear Joe fucking something up, they only think Trump which is why whenever Joe does something stupid, Trump's numbers go up and everyone else's stay exactly the same. You can track this quite easily. Joe fucks up, his numbers go down. DeSantis, same. Fucking Haley, same. Scott, same. Pence, same. Nobody moves except Donald Trump. And that's because the American public views this election as binary. It's A or B. It's Biden or Trump. The general public does not view any other person as an alternative to Joe Biden except for Donald Trump. That's just the facts. And that's why Team Meatball 
is going to inundate you with shitty ads. They're going to inundate you with shitty rhetoric and shitty replies. And they're going to do this until the bitter fucking end because everyone is getting rich on it. They're getting rich as fuck on this. Everyone's going to tell him he could pull it out still. They're going to tell him New Hampshire doesn't matter. They're going to tell him Iowa doesn't matter. They're going to tell him Super Tuesday doesn't matter. They're going to tell him, keep going, Rob. You can win this. And the reason they're doing it is because they're all raking in millions of fucking dollars from bullshit advertising, bullshit shit posting, and bullshit donor money. The whole fucking thing is a giant grift. One colossal, fucking ridiculously contrived bullshit grift. It's not about your votes. It's not about stopping Trump. It's about making fuckloads of money before surrendering what is an is a fucking inevitability, which is the Republican primary. And they're going to cash that motherfucker till they are blue. They're going to walk away with hundreds of millions of fucking dollars to do it. And that'll be that. And that'll be that. And Donald Trump's going to win anyway. And then he's going to kick Joe Biden's ass. That's the bottom line. Because Brendan Dilly said so. And now for an extremely awkward thing. Oh, I love when they show their ass. I don't know who you are, but you just stumbled in here mentioning the wrong fucking name. Later, dude. You're not a regular. All right. Magical Trevor says something just happened on Twitter that we must now report on and talk about. <clears throat> here we go. Elon just retweeted it. Fox News confirms Florida Governor DeSantis will announce his 2024 presidential run tomorrow night 6 p.m. Eastern in a Twitter Spaces interview with Elon Musk. Dude. All right. Do you really think the best way to announce your presidential campaign is to have a fucking autist interviewing an autist? Are you shitting me right now? You think that the best way to roll out your presidential campaign to the average American is to have the world's richest person from South Africa who's also mildly autistic, interview your mildly autistic campaign candidate? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Who, who the hell came up with this? You're, you're using an autist to interview an autist about becoming a president? Yeah, you, nothing says that you're definitely a normie like being interviewed by the world's richest man who's from South Africa. Is this on fucking Twitter spaces? Are you shitting me? Oh my God. Oh, oh Lord. I'm going to call. I got to call team Trump right now. I'm calling team. Trump. I got to call them. If there was ever a time for Donald Trump to get back on Twitter and immediately jump on a spaces, that's it. He could totally legally jump on a fucking spaces and hand them their ass. Donald Trump, team Trump. I'm calling you as soon as I'm done with this fucking show. You fucking absolutely must get back on Twitter. Not even to tweet. Just get in the fucking Twitter space and just slide in like, hey, I'm here. Dude, it'll end the campaign. It will be the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen. No one will listen to what Elon or fucking DeSantis are talking about if they see that giant fucking Trump sitting next to both of them in Twitter spaces. You're just looking, you're like, 
Dude, are they going to call on him? Have him raise his hand. Have him raise his fucking hand over and over. Just have him raise his hand over and over. We can all see it. How come they're not calling on Trump? Trump has a question. Trump has a question. Trump has a question. I swear to God, this is how you do it. This is all you fucking have to do. You let Donald get back on Twitter, not for the sake of tweeting. We just want him to slide in the fucking spaces. And you don't think that that will throw off Meatball? Are you shitting me? He's going to fucking, he's absolutely going to shit himself. He's going to see that, oh, what does that mean? And Bashaw will be like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Dude, just slide in. Get on his spaces. This is how you, this will ruin his rollout. Also, who the fuck does a rollout on Twitter spaces? You betrayed the people of Florida and you don't even have the courage to announce your presidency on the governor's steps? You're doing it on a goddamn Twitter spaces? You're doing it on a Twitter spaces? Are you fucking kidding me? This is so easy to hijack and destroy. It will be the funniest fucking thing that has ever happened in American politics. Who the hell thought it was a good idea for Elon Musk to interview Meatball DeSantis? Are you kidding me? I'm beside myself right now. I cannot believe this is how they're doing it. I cannot believe this is how they're doing it. Well, you guys know what we have to do, Daily 300. Twitter spaces tomorrow night, 6 p.m. You're going to be shit posting it up. I cannot believe they're doing it in this, this forum. I am like, what an absolutely... The audience... Dude, hold on. I, I need to put the glasses back on. Do you understand that the majority of people who would even consider voting DeSantis and would lean that direction, the majority of his people are over the age of 60? They're literally Bush voters, Cruz voters, McCain voters, Romney voters. Those people don't hang out on Twitter. You're rolling out your fucking platform, your, your presidential announcement in a place where the people who actually support you don't reside? Trump doesn't have to restore his account. His account's already open. It's up. He can log right in right now. Donald Trump's Twitter account is already on. I I can, okay, listen to me. I can see why Elon would do this. It's going to draw huge eyeballs to his platform. It makes his platform newsworthy. So I understand why Elon's doing it, okay? Like I 100% I'm like, Okay, he's doing it because he's making his platform relevant. Set that aside. What the fuck is Team DeSantis thinking? Dude. Okay, I gotta go because I gotta get on the phones. (laughs) I got work to do. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author, Brendan Dilley, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilley Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. 
We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.